0: welcome to This Week in Tech with Jean Destro. Now is your chance to get caught up in all that's happening in technology around Akron and the rest of the world. Now here's your host, Jean Destro. I've always loved to work with my hands, from making clothing and crafts to home renovation. But when it comes to big things like washing machines, cars, or even just my mobile phone, Like most people, I'm pretty lost and have to pay big bucks for somebody else to repair it. However, there are a whole lot of people who would much rather do it themselves and, unlike me, actually have both the skills and the replacement parts to do it. But they can't because the manufacturer designed it that way. That's why there's a big movement going on nationwide right now called the right to repair, and President Biden recently added fuel to their fire with a sweeping executive order directing federal agencies to promote additional competition in the U.S. economy. One of those agencies, the bipartisan Federal Trade Commission, voted unanimously to ramp up law enforcement against repair restrictions that prevent small businesses workers consumers and even government employees from fixing their own
1: products.
0: FTC Commission chair Lena Khan
1: companies routinely use a whole set of practices including limiting the availability of parts and tools using exclusionary designs and product decisions that make independent repairs less safe and making assertions of patent and trademark rights that are unlawfully overbroad these types of restrictions can significantly raise costs for consumers, stifle innovation, close off business opportunity for independent repair shops, create unnecessary electronic waste, delay timely repairs, and undermine resiliency.
0: Republican Commissioner Noah Phillips notes they've often made decisions on a bipartisan basis and mentioned one recent
2: example. Former Chair Ramirez, a Democrat, oversaw a review and updates of the interpretations of Magnuson-Moss warranty terms and conditions and brought an enforcement action against BMW MINI, for illegally conditioning warranty coverage on the consumers use of genuine mini parts and on the usage of mini dealers to perform repairs. And he added, while there are repair restrictions that are legitimate, whether it's smartphones or tractors, I absolutely agree that there are many unwarranted restrictions that make it excessively difficult and expensive for consumers to obtain repair.
0: Meanwhile, Commissioner Rohit Chopra, a Democrat, talked about the serious real-world consequences for consumers and for our nation as a whole when people can't more easily and affordably repair the things they own.
1: You know, the pandemic exposed very serious weaknesses in our nation's resilience and ability to recover from shocks. And while we typically view improper repair restrictions through its effects on fair competition, consumers and small businesses The right to repair movement also showed us how these problems can be matters of life and death. During the FTC's review of this issue, we heard about hospitals worried that they would not be able to fix ventilators because a manufacturer was seeking to deny access to repair them. Outages caused by repair restrictions like these can really make a difference in times of emergencies. Families with broken appliances, including refrigerators and other devices necessary for day-to-day life had been blocked or stymied from even attempting to fix things themselves. Farmers relying on tractors and other equipment couldn't always access an open repair market, which can lead to spoiled crops and missing out on critical income. We've even heard from service members who shared how they were stymied from repairing their own gear and equipment because they had to wait for the contracted manufacturer who was often less familiar with the technical specifications than they were. Items such as computers and cell phones, already such an essential part of the lives of many, became a primary pathway to obtaining food, medicine, healthcare, education, and at times the only means of communication with loved ones. The nation started this school year with a vast laptop shortage. We were reportedly 5 million short at one point. The start to remote learning, already so astoundingly difficult was worsened by unnecessary repair restrictions on refurbishing computers, leaving those students without one unable to learn. The business incentive for many makers of equipment and devices is to figure out how they can extract recurring revenue or to induce new purchases rather than allowing families and businesses to reap the benefits of an open and competitive repair market. This isn't just about saving money, When laws go unenforced, we weaken our country by making us less resilient and less able to meet our basic needs, particularly in times of stress. We make it harder for the most economically vulnerable, and we deny opportunities to small and minority-owned businesses. Unreasonable restrictions on repairs can hit communities of color and rural communities particularly hard, both as consumers and as business operators
0: to find out what people in our area might be thinking about the issue, I reached out to the folks over at the Akron Maker Space, which is a nonprofit organization with a workshop downtown where anybody who just loves to tinker and make things can bring their creations to life. From metal smithing to woodworking, sewing, robotics, 3D printing, and more, you can find help, mentoring, and an enthusiastic community to help you turn your vision into reality. Chris Bennett, who is Akron Makerspace Membership Director and Interim Treasurer, says he was heartened by the FTC decision, but he says he does have some reservations.
2: Certainly there's some federal intellectual property protections, but then once you get down to the the contract components of it, those tend to be enforced at the state level, and there's this really complicated interweaving of state-by-state conditions on what the form of enforcement takes or what the, the definitions around particular items are. And so what we need more than, you know, it, it's great that we're getting some national, some federal level of regulatory attention on this, but really what we need is state-based legal reform around right to repair, you know, just within the past year, 27 different states had right-to-repair laws in some form coming before their state legislatures, and every single one of them died because of industry pressure and lobbying. And so, you know, that's something where those of us who were really, and uh, why I was so excited about you reaching out, because, you know, I don't think people know that this is happening, that these rights aren't being codified into to our state laws, and they're very, very popular. You know, we go back to to Massachusetts, and they had a a ballot referendum for automotive right to repair that passed by 86%. Eighty-six percent of Massachusetts voters cleared this thing. The auto industry came back with some changes in their practices to even circumvent the new laws, another ballot referendum, and it passed again by even just one of the overwhelming margins, you know, 70-plus percent of the or twice you know right to repair was upheld by voters and i think you'd be hard pressed to find individuals who are like oh please let me have one option for where to repair my car and it's the same place that sells me a car (laughs) so that's that's kind of the importance of it and a lot of the, the cases around it there as well as the support that we see for it
0: as a result here's what he says he thinks we should have here in ohio
2: the broad right to repair law one that calls out specific markets in terms of, you know, agricultural equipment. We need this for consumer goods. We need this for medical devices. We need this for automotive. As much as, you know, we should be working in good faith with these manufacturers, I don't believe that they've been working in good faith with us. And so, you know, a lot of this needs to be led from the community. You know, if our legislature is unwilling to act on this for you know, whatever, whatever their motivations are, if we don't get it through legislative action, we need to take it to ballots and just show the overwhelming support that a broad and permissive right to repair has among the people of the state, whether that's farmers needing to work on their tractors or independent automotive repair shops. Or just a family whose laptop just broke, <laughs> they need it for their kids for school or, you know, for a job, and they don't have, you know, it, it's going to be a, a, a burden for them to come up with the money to replace it outright.
0: That was Chris Bennett. He's the membership director and interim treasurer at Akron Makerspace. If you'd like to find out more about the issue, you can reach him at Chris. At repairohio.org. In addition, you can visit the following organizations' websites for more information repair.org, EFF.org, and of course, where we started our conversation today, FTC.gov. And that's it for now. Stay happy and healthy, and we'll see you again next week. That was This Week in Tech with Gene Destro. Tune in next week for more tech news on 93.5-1590-WAKR and
1: WAKR.net.